Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Fred Proved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. Uh, what Hi, are you doing today? Ah, we're going to talk to Janice Machala again. We had a wonderful session with Janice just a little while ago, and we've just got so much more to talk about. Uh, Janice has been on the scene of early-stage startup support, counseling advice, mentorship, and helping companies to get funded. Um, and for so many years, she has a, a unique perspective on where we've been and where we're headed. So I'm pretty excited to talk with her again today. I think that's fabulous. We really didn't even, well, we covered some of what we want to talk to her about, but there was so much more. Hi, Janice. It's good to have you here. Hi. Glad to be here again. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to have more fun. But first, I am sure, Jillian, that you want to talk about the One Seat Challenge. Absolutely, I do. In 2017, the One Seat Challenge is our nonstop pitch here. Folks, here's the deal. So many companies are talking about a pipeline problem. We don't know enough people with diverse backgrounds to be able to hire them, promote them, get them to the C-suite and so on. So we're helping those companies out. If you speak internally in your company, externally, anywhere in the world, demand payment in kind from now on. And that is ask that one seat be filled with someone from a diverse background, someone who would ordinarily not have access to this event. And yes, it includes the cost of lunch if that's part of the event. So what you're asking is payment in kind. Fill the seat with somebody who would not ordinarily get the chance to hobnob with people who can hire them, promote them, and get them into the C-suite. That's great. Um, and Let's keep that rolling. We certainly hope that people who do take up the One Seat Challenge would go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast and let us know that you did and let us know what happened because we think that there is a great number of talented people out there to be uncovered in this manner. So, Jillian, Janice, let's keep talking. 
Okay, let's have at it. Um, Janice, last time we were talking here, we, we covered kind of a, a scratch surface thing, right? Um, I think that for today, I'd like to start talking about a few things around the issue of diversity and inclusion. Um, I think, you know, when we got started, uh, what, mid-90s and so on, or early 90s, uh, things were pretty, you know, pale and male and stale in the funding sector and pale and male and useful and uh, usually tall and slender in the uh, founding sector. But over time, are you seeing this kind of bro group breaking up, uh, expanding, more people playing the game? Well, I wish I could say that it's moved the needle significantly. I fear that in the 2008-2009 timeframe, we took a big step backwards, actually in corporate America as well in entrepreneurship, and we're digging out of it. Somehow, when the downturn happened, it sort of became okay to discriminate, and we lost a lot of ground in the diversity world. Now that money is so freely available, and there is a lot of interest in entrepreneurship, and there is a lot of talent lack in corporate America there seems to be a huge resurgence and a huge commitment to diversity. And we're starting to see investors make statements like, I'm not going to put money into something unless there's a founding team that has diversity at the table. So, yeah, that's an, an interesting movement, I think. Um, the fact that we are now seeing more investors, myself included, and you and Josh Mayer and several others who have just said, yeah, we're not investing unless we do have a diverse founding team. And that's because the ROI is actually better. But that's also an interesting point you made about the fact that diversity, if you will, or inclusion as well, is a nice to have, not a want, a, a need to have. It's a nice to have. And when money flows freely in the economy, we have the leisure to take a look at it. And when not, then the white males stay at work and everybody else gets tossed out. We saw that after the Second World War. Women went to work and they built in the factories and they did whatever they needed to do from top to bottom, right? Not just factory work, but everywhere. And the guys came home and they got tossed out. Interesting that you're noting that it still happens. Well, and I just saw a statistic the other day that in 2016, we actually declined women board seats. Um, we were making progress, and then we've actually taken a little few steps backwards. So it's like we make some progress, and then we don't. We make some progress, and then we don't. And it takes a very concerted effort and a lot of commitment. And I remember when I was first in executive roles in the publishing industry, we actually had hiring quotas. We had to not only always have diversity in our hiring pool, but we had hiring metrics that we had to live up to. The tech industry has not gone there, but I'm starting to hear rumblings that they're now starting to say, you know, we're starting to see companies, companies like Moz, companies like Simply Measured, um, companies like PicMonkey, where they have close to 50% women in their companies or hugely um, diverse ethnic populations. It starts at the top, though. If the CEO isn't behind it, if there isn't a diverse leadership team, if there isn't a diverse board, 
there isn't a mandate. And if I'm a young woman or if I'm a diverse candidate and I'm a high potential and I look up and I see nobody like me, am I going to get attracted to that company? So like attracts like. And yes, I, I would agree. Um, it's not only a top-down uh, cultural thing, but yeah, it's a bottom-up for the people looking in. They look in and they go, not my space. Yes. So Janice, I just have to say, uh, as I sit here listening to this, and I believe everything you say is absolutely true, and yet, and yet, we have numerous long-term studies, 10, 20-year studies, that prove that companies with diverse teams outperform companies that are, uh, you know, single, uh, hom homogeneous, if you will, that have diverse leadership. With, we have hard numbers on this now, and I get frustrated with why nobody is listening to this, why, why the CEOs, whose job is to return value to their shareholders, are not hearing this this message that is out there it's not just nice to have and it's not just the right thing to do it's actually good business yeah i would agree um but uh, how should i say head in the sand and actually not believing the numbers is uh, kind of easy to do and i think an awful lot of folks especially at the major corporate levels never mind the startups um are you know, kind of guilty of that. It, it's just easier to say, nah, that's just a small study. Uh, it doesn't really reflect. And our experience is different. And again, we can't fill the pipeline because we can't find the pipeline and so on. And that's kind of what that one seat challenge is about. It's like, let's stop hearing the nonsense. Let's get people, you know, mixing it up. It also uh, but depends on how you go about recruiting, right? Because if you have a board full of men and how do they recruit their next board member? Oh, who do you know? Right. Um, or if you're founding a team, uh, uh, a, a startup team, who do you know? Well, they know other people like them. Um, I've talked to founders who desperately wanted to have 50 percent women or 50 percent minorities. And they tried, but they didn't have the network effect. They didn't know how to tackle it. So there needs to be some education and training and and some just different out-of-the-box creativity and thinking in how to approach this. Um, I, I would agree. Um, and often, um, you know, I I guess sometimes I am also uh, up for being on boards and so on. And uh, people are very clear about it. They say, well, um, you know, you don't have uh, the tech background. We're not sure you'd be the right match for the board. And I'm going, the tech background is not what you need on the board. They don't even see the skill sets and the history and the capabilities that they require. And so you're quite right. It's a who do you know, but also kind of what you don't know you need. And uh, that's interesting as well. We need to take a break now for our sponsors, but Janice, we'll come back. We want to continue this line of discussion with you because it's really fascinating. So this is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. 
Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Jillian and I are talking today about early stage investment with Janice Marshala of Paladin Partners. And Janice, what you were saying before about uh, recruiting um, board members, for example, and who are they going to ask? They're going to ask their friends. Uh, yes, of course. How do we expand that so that we bring qualified people in front of them that they might consider? It's interesting because as a startup founder, uh, which we're obviously speaking to the startup community here, who you put on your board and who you recruit to be on your board or how you build your advisory board can hugely help your pool of access to diversity and inclusion. So finding women and holding off putting the right people on your board, finding the right people to be on your board is actually important. Just don't take the expeditious route. I always say, take your time to put the right members on your board, the strategically important people on your board that you need, as opposed to the expeditious, they're right there at my hand board members. There are such great, talented people available if you just took the time to go find them and cultivate them. And if you find diverse board members, if you find diverse advisory board members, guess what? They're going to know diverse candidates. They're going to find you diverse leadership team members. They're going to help attract diverse team members. So it is one of your best methods of growing your talent pool as a startup. I would agree. Um, I also wanted to talk about uh, kind of Sand Hill Road. Uh, somebody spoke recently at the, um, let's see, it was in Santa Clara. And, uh, you and I were there for the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The Thai Ta- Ta- Con. It was right. Ta- 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 Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's right. And we heard from the keynote speaker there that um, 
last year in 2016, more money was raised in nominally what we would call crowdfunding locations and alternate uh, types of uh, capital raises than it was with uh, venture capital. That was shocking to me. I was blown away. And then I began to dig and do some research. And sure enough, the guy was not blowing smoke. It is true. And what he was saying was that the next phases of uh, sectors, if you will, to be um, disrupted will include the venture capital itself. So I thought that was fascinating. And I wondered what your thoughts were around, again, this a diversity inclusion, the studies that are being uh, published by their own, by venture capitalists saying, well, when we look at our portfolios, this is who's doing better and this is who doesn't return us money. Um, so how are you seeing it? Is this really reaching Sand Hill Road or not so much? And it's the new companies coming up that are diverse founders uh, inside those venture capital funds that are funding the new and wider variety of companies. Well, a couple of things. One that's always one thing that's always been true is that more money goes into companies from angel investors and other sources than has ever gone into companies from venture capital. Venture capital is a very small percentage of money that goes into all startup and small businesses overall. So venture is a small sector in the scheme of overall capital structure. And I don't think many people understand that because venture seems like the holy grail. It also seems like huge amounts of money go into it, you know, $20 million fundings to $200 million to half a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Sure. But to a very small number of companies in exactly. the same companies that raise. Secondly, you're starting to see, um, for example, there's a group called Broadway Angels in Silicon Valley, which is 75 women, uh, probably 50 of them carve themselves out of venture firms. They've been partners in venture firms or senior associates in venture firms. And basically they said, we're tired of what goes on. We've seen the patterns. We think it can be done differently. We are going to either raise a seed fund ourselves and invest for gender and diversity lens or we're going to invest our own money. We've made money as partners in VC funds, and we're going to just invest on our own account. And they're looking at how they invest and who they invest very differently. So consider it the girls club. Um, you're also starting to see venture funds that are aimed at diversity, people of color, women. You're seeing specialty funds for people who realize that there's a whole swath of people that are being left out. Um, and so, they are um, starting to make some traction in the Valley. Not a lot of them. I've but, noticed the same. Yes. And, and actually, uh, don't we just have a new one right here in Seattle? I guess actually it's a Silicon Valley one. It's next wave, but it's nine women who said we will find 99 women. Mm -hmm. Each of the nine finds 10 more or nine more, I guess, in their 
neighborhoods in their cities, and they're all over the country. And each of those puts in 10,000 a pop for three years, and then they um, collectively make investments, which then comes up to a reasonable sum. Uh, but again, they're leveraging the women in different cities to find women in their city and so on and so forth. Quite interesting stuff. The other thing that people um, shouldn't discount is angel list. AngelList is getting very sophisticated and it's getting very um, stratified. So people are building syndicates on AngelList that are, here's the B2B syndicate or here's the Jason Kalkanis um, syndicate, people who follow a specific super angel or the Ron Conway syndicate so that um, somebody who's considered to be a super angel with a great track record, they can draft behind and it's a way of researching angels and segmenting and reaching out to angels in a way we haven't been able to before. So I say it's kind of bringing transparency and openness to the angel funding path. Um, and, you know, a lot of people focus on their, their fundraising effort and energy to angel groups. But what I always tell entrepreneurs is that angel groups are almost like the marketing activity, but only about 25% of money that goes into startups from angels actually comes from angel group investments. So the other 75% comes from one-on-one -on -one meetings or a group of buddies who co-invest but don't do angel groups. So there's a whole ecosystem of angels that are not angel groups and yeah. it's a hidden market but it's a very lucrative market i would agree and when i went out for example uh, you know we we kind of visited not too long ago janice and um just before that i'd gotten kind of mindful or intentional about finding these women who are in the angel investment space in puget sound and it was like pulling hen's teeth to begin with but bit by bit uh each one knows yet one more or two more and so on and so forth and then i found that they were investing as in groups of maybe two or three or doing something on their own a few of them did belong to angel groups and thought that the experience was improving and many had left angel groups and says there's no way so yeah. you're right on target there um but it's intriguing to see how uh fluid and yet if you will non-transparent we are to each other so i was very excited to bring some of these women together they were very excited saying they don't know each other mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so in the end um I think that we're seeing a changing path here. I think that a lot of things are in flux. Um, certainly down in Silicon Valley, I'm not seeing the standard uh, venture capital companies becoming inclusive in really any significant way. We find a few gentlemen who come from India, one or two who will come from China perhaps, or our first generation and so on, but that's about it. You know, we're not finding serious inclusion uh, with kind of a diverse funding group yet. But I am finding now that the funding groups um, are being formed by people who share a similar background or experience and say, yeah, we're going to go and do this differently, like the Broadway Angels, for example. So that's the interesting thing, stuff. The thing I'm really struck by is there was recently a situation in Silicon Valley um, regarding one particular VC 
Tell you what, we're going to take a break at CEO Coach. As soon as we come back, I want to hear that story. This is Jillian with Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We're talking with Janice Michella of Paladin Partners. Janice, just before the break, you were about to tell us a story about a Silicon Valley group. Uh, tell us what that's all about. So the interesting thing about this particular story, and I'm not going to name names per se because it's in the press, uh, this particular VC uh, was basically groping women, dating his um, potential investees, um, using his positional power for advancement of his dating material, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would consider to be creating a hostile workforce if they were indeed a company and he was working with them or they were working for him. and. What was quite interesting was it was a pattern. They were all Asian women um, of a certain age and type, and they all spoke out publicly. Um, And the interesting thing about the article that appeared is it kind of was poo-pooed, like, oh, men will be men. I mean, it, it like got such a, oh, that's the bro culture of Silicon Valley, it was really quite shocking. Yes. Um, that to be dismissed as normal, of, right. It was considered normal, except here were 
a group of women entrepreneurs who had a lot to lose in being extremely public in their willingness to call this guy out. Lo and behold, he did what I call the Travis thing is suddenly he announced he was going on extended leave. Yes. And that was a day or two days later, he, the firm announced that he was leaving his firm. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote quite a, a lengthy article, kind of a letter of apology. Uh, it seemed very sincere and so on. And again, whether it is or isn't, I suppose the jury is out. It's a little too soon to say this cake is baked. But um, it was, again, noticeable. I agree with you that first completely dismissed. Um, and then, you know, the individual said, OK, now I get it. Something was wrong. It took so long for someone to finally get at some standards. Well, and it's time, afraid, it's high time that we right. set some standards. So that's the first thing. The second thing was that women are now willing to take risks to say enough is enough. And I applaud them. Um, and that's what's going to yes. take, right? It takes to a lot of courage. Things, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we go, you know, way back to Anita Hill and way, way, way before that. Um, you know, it, when you do that, you take your uh, personal and professional life and say, all right, everybody run it over with a Mack truck, have at it, and you know what's coming in store for you. So it takes great courage to do that. Um, the dismissive behavior of the general public is not just appalling, but uh, very difficult to survive. So and a couple hats people off to those women who do so. A couple of people emailed me and said, is it like that in Seattle? Thank God it's not like that in Seattle. I find the Seattle VCs very respectful. I do think there is unconscious bias, but it is truly unconscious bias. But I think we all have unconscious bias. And I want to recommend a great book or a great guy to read. His name is Howard Ross, and he studies bias and diversity. And he's written a couple of really great books. Um, he's done a lot of work on unconscious bias and highly recommend any of us should be looking at how we're each biased because we all are. And a key is what are our filters and what do we know about our biases and how do we become aware of them? That sounds brilliant. Uh, Anne, can we put a link to uh, some of the works of Howard Ross on uh, studying bias and diversity and unconscious bias on our Facebook page? Um, Absolutely. So Okay, so that's our Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Get in there, hit the like button so we know you're out there. Let us know what you want to hear on CEO Coach. Uh, but in the meantime, Janice, if we're, you know, we have a few moments left again, and I know we're going to have to have you back. Uh, but before you leave, how about some tips on alternative ways to raise capital if you don't want to go down that venture capital path? Sure. So there are some funds that um, do revenue loans. Um, one of them is called Lighter Capital in Seattle. And basically, if you've bootstrapped and you have um, developed a cash flow business, but you're growing beyond what your cash flow has, there is a way in which you can do that. There's factoring, which is a way of um, financing against your receivables. Um, so that's certainly a methodology for um, raising money from uh, purchase orders. Some entrepreneurs go all in and they sell their homes, rent out their um, facilities, or 
they take money out and as a sec, a line of credit on their house and use that money and self fund uh, okay. friends and family. Friends and family is always a great way to raise money. Um, yep. Crowdfunding. Um, the problem that people are facing with crowdfunding is it's not as easy as it looks. It's got a lot of regulations to it. It's definitely not an inexpensive process from a legal perspective. Um, Kickstarter is a great way to fund if you're a consumer good or product. Um, it's the cheapest form of market research because you totally see, will the dogs eat the dog food and do I have something that is broadly of interest? It's um, true because you're actually selling, pre-selling your product, exactly. right? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So I, I guess you're quite right. From things like Kickstarter to, you know, other crowdfunding sources, there are some that just focus on qualified angel investors who mm -hmm. can gather together and, and figure out whether they want to fund your stuff. So AngelList is like that, uh, you know, connecting one to the next. Um, but uh, in general, I would say uh, things like factoring uh, has kind of fallen by the wayside. It's, it's once you've gotten some orders, but you really need expansion money. So yeah, there, there are different ways to go about it. But I think perhaps most excitingly, we are finding funding groups arising now with a real mandate to focus on diversity and diverse teams, inclusion, on impact investment. In other words, not just the soup du jour of IoT and things like that, but rather on, um, I don't know, the, the more prosaic type of uh, uh, companies that can still be extremely profitable. I also so say don't ignore SBIR grants. The government still puts money into innovation. And phase one and phase two SBIR, if you mm -hmm. have scientific inventions, if you have things that you can sell to the government or that are very much exploratory on the science or engineering front, those are that's great non-dilutive money. And there's a Absolutely. method for how to do that, but it is actually really great money. It is. Um, Meredith uh, Fishkin, my daughter, works on uh, writing those grants and is working on one right now for a new form of incubator focused specifically on, again, diverse and less uh, and disadvantaged uh, founding groups. In other words, people who don't often have access to capital and uh, who require all kinds of other types of support. So she's doing that kind of work right now. And I would counsel you, if you have an impact uh, company you're building, then look for those kinds of funds. Sadly, we are out out of time again. I can't believe it. Um, but uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you again, Janice, and I'm sure we will have you here yet one more time. That's it for CEO Coach. Uh, Anne, take us out. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. We would like to thank our guest, Janice Marshalla, for joining us today. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Anne and Jillian. Y you can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach and also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and many other places around the web. You'll find links and more at our Facebook page, facebook.com CEO coach podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO coach.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 